0: There were also many women there looking on from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him, and Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the entrance of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. Amen. You may be seated. Why is it important that Jesus was buried? That is the question I want to try to answer from the Word of God for us tonight. Of course, it's kind of a loaded question, because in asking it in just this way, I am assuming that Jesus' burial was important. Maybe you've never really thought about this. Um, Sometimes I think the burial of Jesus can seem like maybe an afterthought after the trauma of the crucifixion. And his death. And yet, the Christian Church down through the ages has considered it very important to remember very particularly this last event of what we call Good Friday. For example, in the Apostles' Creed, very short statement of Christian doctrine, about as concise as it gets. There's not room for anything extra. Every word has got to count. But there you find it. He suffered under Pontius Pilate was crucified, died, and was buried, and was buried. The Reformation Confessions pick up on this. For example, when the Shorter Catechism says Jesus' humiliation included not just the cursed death of the cross, but also being buried and continuing under the power of death for a time. Um, just a little earlier from the Larger Catechism, we confess together Christ's humiliation and after his death, after his death, there's a whole question about that, after his death, uh, consisted in his being buried and continuing in the state of the dead and under the power of death till the third day. So apparently our spiritual forebears have thought of the burial of Jesus as quite important, and that's why we want to ask the question, why? Why is it so important that Jesus was buried? And I'd like to offer... Uh, four answers to that question that I think will teach us tonight to meditate not only on the death of Jesus but on his burial as well in a way that will strengthen our faith, that will increase our understanding of his work, and that will, I hope, fortify our hope in him as our risen and reigning Savior, no longer on the cross as we have sung. I'm going to label those four answers tonight. First, the duration of his death. Second, the depth of of his humiliation, third, the dignity of his body, and fourth, his defeat of the grave. So, the duration of his death, the depth of his humiliation, the dignity of his body, and his defeat of the grave. First and and most basically, we can consider the duration of his death. Uh, when the Heidelberg Catechism goes through the Apostles' Creed, and it asks, why was he buried? The answer there is very short, very simple. It says, his burial testifies that he really died. Now, we'll see. I think we can say a lot more than that about the burial of Jesus, but we certainly shouldn't say less than that. Um, just last Sunday, we had a Sunday school class on Islam and how Muslims believe that Jesus never really died on the cross. Uh, that Judas's body was somehow swapped out at the last minute or something. Um, but of course, if Jesus, if Jesus didn't really die on the cross, in that case there can be no atonement, there can be no sacrifice, there can be no forgiveness of our sins. All well, gospel is gone. Just as importantly, if Jesus didn't really die on the cross well, then he never really rose from the dead, did he? Some people might object, well, what if Jesus just fainted on the cross, right? What if What if he wasn't really dead? What if his body was just misplaced um, and the empty tomb never had Jesus in it to begin with? Those kinds of questions that people might raise. Do you see then how the burial of Jesus in answer to those questions becomes so important? The testimony of Mary Magdalene and the other Mary as well as especially Joseph of Arimathea. Jesus' burial testifies that he really died. And that he, as we saw earlier, continued under the power of death for a time. For a time. Um, Think about different stories, books, movies, where there's uh, what sometimes people will call a a Christ figure. uh, Somebody who sacrifices themselves for another person or for a cause of some kind, uh, and then they come back to life. This is a common kind of trope in, in fiction, this, these kind of echoes of the gospel of the work of Christ in the stories that people write. Sometimes in these stories, I've noticed, though, um, the person comes back from the dead pretty fast. Uh, it's like they're barely gone a few seconds, and then the, the magic or, or whatever um, the operative power is in that story Um, works on that person, and they're alive again almost at once. Very little time passes. And it's very important for us to see that in the gospel accounts, Jesus did not die for just a few seconds, just a few moments. Um, Something that might be confused for a near-death experience. No, Jesus' burial shows us this was true death. Jesus was really gone. And he was under the power of death for a significant duration of time. And now that leads us to the second point, the next step along this road, which is the depth of his humiliation. I told you before about an illustration one writer named Paul Miller uses uh, for describing the life and work of Jesus. It's called the the J-curve illustration. The J-curve, like the, the shape of the first letter of Jesus' name that goes first down, but then it goes up again, even higher than it started, right? So the first part of Jesus' life and work has this downward trajectory, and this begins, of course, with the incarnation, Jesus being born as a human being, the creator taking to himself the nature of his human creatures. What greater humility could there be? This ultimate expression of what's been called the, the divine stoop. God coming down, becoming flesh, dwelling among us. But you see, the incarnation was just the beginning. It was just the beginning of that downward trajectory. The whole life of Jesus was a life of humiliation. Our young kids learn to say this in their questions and answers, that Jesus' life was a life of Obedience, service, and suffering. It characterizes entire ministry. The Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head, he says. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Isaiah 53. He bore our griefs, carried our sorrows, stricken, smitten, afflicted. That is the humiliation of Jesus. And that humility, humiliation, extended still further, even Philippians 2, to the point of death, and not just any death, but death on a cross. The point here is that even then, it was not over. Even then, it did not stop, because after Jesus died, then what? He was buried. And he continued under the power of death. You see how important that is. The Almighty One permitting his human nature to endure the ultimate defeat. The giver of life, deprived of life, with his body and soul torn apart and kept apart. Not just for a moment, but for three days. The burial of Jesus shows the great depths of his humiliation for us, reminding us that after Friday comes, not Sunday first, but Saturday. And what happens on Saturday? Nothing. Nothing happens on Saturday. Because Jesus hadn't just put him through the suffering of the cross, not just through the great crisis of death. He had put himself for us under the power of the grave. And he remained there. I once had a conversation with someone who was explaining to me why she wanted to be cremated after she died. And as I recall, it wasn't so much the thought of death that bothered her as it was the thought of being buried. Having her body lying there under the ground. It was intolerable to her. There's a reason that people find graveyards scary. And I think it's not ultimately because we're afraid that the ghosts of the dead are going to come out. It is because we know that they won't. But brothers and sisters, when you are faced with that dread of the grave for yourself or for those you love. Never forget this. Jesus was buried. He did not only die for you, he was buried for you. A second ago I mentioned cremation. Uh, It's worth noting that Jesus' body was not burned, was it? We're getting here into the third answer to the question, why is it important that Jesus was buried? And this third answer is that it demonstrates the dignity of his body. The dignity of his body. Now, there are many reasons that people get cremated. Some of them are just very pragmatic. It's less expensive, takes up less room, so on. But there are also some very bad reasons that a person may desire to be cremated. on biblical reasons. Some people may wish to be cremated because they haven't been taught a biblical understanding of the dignity of the human body. There's an idea at least as old, at least as old as ancient Greek philosophy, that the soul, the mind, the spirit, the reason of a person is good, but the the physical, the material, the body, oh, that's bad. That's the source of all the evil. It's a, it's a very bad idea that keeps popping up in many forms down through history, including church history, and it's surprising, it's really surprising how many people think that that's the Christian view of body and soul. It's not. It's not even close. The Bible never teaches that your soul is good and your body is bad. It teaches that God created you, body and soul, very good, and that your Body and your soul both are impacted and corrupted by sin. And it teaches you that God offers a way of salvation for you as a whole person, not just for your soul, but for your body too. This is very important to the Christian view of of human beings. The Bible repeatedly makes it very clear that our bodies matter. That what we do with our bodies matters that our bodies are not an accessory to our minds. They're not incidental to who we are. They're an essential part of who we are. One of the great ways that God has underlined this for us in history was when he himself took on a complete human nature, body and soul. And just as the dignity of the human body is honored in the birth of Jesus, so also the dignity of the human body in general and of Jesus' body in particular is honored in the burial of Jesus. His body was treated with great care, wrapped attentively in clean linen, placed with love and sorrow in the honorable tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. Jesus' body mattered. And his disciples knew it. And your body matters. Your body is not the prison of your soul. Get that idea out of your head because that is paganism. That's not Christianity. And what I'm telling you is not just important for this life. It's important for how you think about the life to come. For what happens after death. That brings us to the fourth answer. Why is it important that Jesus was buried? It's important and this is the, the most significant reason. It's important because it was the necessary setup for his defeat of the grave. His defeat of the grave. Uh, sometimes I feel like uh, we may, we're a little reluctant on Good Friday to talk about the resurrection. Don't be. We don't want to fall in the trap of superstition where we, we feel like somehow we're reenacting or reliving the death of Jesus Uh, and that we should kind of hold off on indulging ourselves in the joy of the resurrection until Sunday. No, we remember the death of Jesus every day of the year, including this one, as post-resurrection Christians. We remember the cross from the perspective of the resurrection. And uh, just like on Sunday, we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper and remember Jesus' death on Resurrection Sunday. I want us to close tonight thinking about Jesus' death and burial In light of the resurrection, why was Jesus buried? The ultimate answer is, so that he could rise in victory from the grave. So that he could burst the grave apart from the inside. I love the hymn that says, see the tomb where death had laid him. Empty now, its mouth declares, death and I could not contain him. Couldn't do it. For the throne of life, he shares. Hear the earth protest and murmur. See the stone removed with power. All hell's minions may assemble, but cannot withstand his hour. You know, leading up to Christmas time, we sing, "From depths of hell, your people save and give them victory or the grave." And here, at the end of Good Friday. The stage is set for the great answer to that prayer that is coming. It's because Jesus entered the grave and remained there until the third day. It is for that reason that he was able, by rising, to break the power of the grave, not just over him, but over all of those who trust in him as well. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? It's important It's important when we think about the Friday before the resurrection that we remember many aspects of Jesus' ordeal, his passion. And not just his death, we need to remember his trial, his condemnation, his scourging, his crown of thorns, the way he endured the mockery and the abuse of his captors. Of course, it's supremely important for us to remember his his sacrificial suffering under the wrath of God as our substitute, taking the punishment due for our sins so that we could be forgiven and and made righteous in the sight of God. Let's never forget. I hope you never will after this night. Let's never forget the burial of Jesus, that it is not just an afterthought. It is not just tying up the story. It is part of the gospel. It is part of the good news. And it is what should leave us tonight holding our breath for what comes next on the third day. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we give you thanks for the suffering of Jesus. We give you thanks for the life of Jesus. We give you thanks for the death of Jesus. And tonight we give you thanks particularly for the burial of Jesus and that in him the tomb has lost its dread for those who trust in him. Oh, our God, from depths of hell, your people save and give us victory or the grave. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.